It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Merry Christmas, and I have a treat for you. I think it's a treat. You're going to hear my Christmas story today. You can listen to my story, and then you can compare it to the traditional Christmas story you've heard your whole entire life and see which one touches you the most. Before I start, it is a dreary day, rainy, cold. Have the little fire going and sitting down and reflecting over the last couple weeks of buying presents and going to restaurants and noticing that a lot of people out there aren't very merry. But me, inquisitive Ron, I love to have a conversation. And there's something about me. I know what it is. It is that Holy Spirit in me. But there's something about me that I can get people to open up and talk and say things that they would not say to the average person. And most of the conversation that I hear is people are having a tough time. They're worried about something there. Financial worries, health worries, the loss of a loved one. Just last night, I was at Domino's Pizza picking up a pizza. And the gentleman that came to the register, he was kind of shaking in his voice. I said, is everything okay? And he said, not really. I said, what's going on? He said, I'm just, just having a bad day. And I said, is it work? And he said, no, just some personal things. And I asked him, I said, do you believe in God? And he said, of course I do. And I thought to myself, of course I do, but yet he's trembling. He is in fear. So I told him, I said, listen, this is the one thing I know about God. He's never late and he's never early, but he's always on time. I'm here to get a pizza and to tell you that God has a plan. God has a miracle for you. And I took my bracelet, which I wear every day on my wrist, hoping to give it to someone. On one end, it says, I believe in miracles and I believe in Jesus on the other end. And I gave it to him. I even gave him an extra tip. Not that money makes a difference, but you know what? People do have expenses during Christmas. As I walked to my car, I felt the Holy Spirit impress upon me, Ron, you need to tell your Christmas story for the radio show this week. You know, one thing about getting the hell out of your life, friends, you have a freedom of a communication with God. I love it. I have daily conversations, and when you are in tune with God, you just get the right thoughts, the right ideas, and meet the right people. So I started thinking, okay, what is my Christmas story? What is the Christmas story according to Ron? And today you're going to hear that. And I believe that you are really going to see the Christmas story in a whole new light because until the Christmas story becomes personal to you, not just a story, not just good reading, not just good pageantry, 
But when it becomes personal to you, there's something that begins to happen inside of you and the hell begins to leave your life and your life begins to change in a positive and productive and passionate way that you will wonder, why did I go so long without this? Can you identify right now the hell that's in your life? The things that are stopping you from joy and peace and living the life that you were created to live? Because until you can identify what the hell is in your life, then how can you go to God and ask him to take it away? When you begin a self-analysis of what's causing you to feel the way you feel, and you understand that that hell in your life was never designed to be there by God, then you begin to take a, a proactive approach and you start asking and praying for God to get the hell out of your life. And life begins to start changing. Where does your hope come from? Do you even have hope? My Christmas story today, I absolutely believe it is going to deposit a bit of hope in your life. This story is not my story. It's God's story of what he did through me. And when we understand that hope is the breeding ground for miracles and possibilities in our life and a whole new way of thinking and a whole new way of living, then we begin working intentionally on purpose to get the hell out of our life. We start changing our friends. We start changing our circumstances. And the most important thing we change is our attitude. The one thing that I have discovered over my lifetime is that the experiences that you and I have are also teaching experiences to other individuals. I have interviewed people for many, many years that share their stories And I have found one thing, that we all have something in common. It may be different names of things and different circumstances, but the fact is there's hell in our life. We sometimes feel sorry for ourselves and we think that God is punishing us or God is out to get us, which is not true. But when we really make a decision to say, I've got to get the hell out of my life, then something begins to change in this Christmas season for 2022. My prayer to you, my desire for you, God's desire for you is to hear something today that will ignite the hope within you that you will smile again. You will laugh again. You will live the life you were created to live. Can you imagine, have you ever just daydreamed that if you could get all the hell out of your life, how your life would be different, how your relationships would change, how your job would change, how your income levels would change. Because when you are operating in God mode, which is operating in your full capacity as a believer in Christ, things just happen right. I can't explain it except share what's it's done in my life and my podcast, what it has done in other people's life, because friends, we are all in this together. 
When you hurt, I hurt. When you triumph, I triumph. When you fall, I fall. We are all in this together. And when we connect ourselves and encourage each other, empower each other, and inspire each other, it's a teamwork effort. And we can do so many wonderful things together for the body of Christ. My prayer and hope today is for you to hear the story and you will be transported back to that time, that holy night where Christ was born for you. That's right. He was born for you. He knew where you would be in 2022. And that night, something happened in this world that was for you today in the year 2022. I'll be back right after the break with my Christmas story. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Do you wonder about your future? Are the challenges of life becoming overwhelming? The challenges of life affect us all. And God wants you to know He loves you and wants to help you. God is for you and not against you. In fact, God loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus into this world just for you. As you learn to depend upon Jesus as your personal trainer, you'll have access to His infinite wisdom, power, and strength. And by hearing and reading His Word, God will show you the answers to all your problems. And soon, you'll begin to see a greater measure of success in every area of your life. Never forget that when you invited Jesus into your heart, your past was erased, setting you free to discover your destiny, your purpose in life. You are destined for success. So be determined today to enjoy success by God. Stars are brightly shining It is the night of a dear Savior's birth Now long lay the world in sin I never pardoned Till he appeared and the soul The thrill and hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new love is more That song says it all Christ was born for me He saved my life at 11 years old That's why it's me personally Now I want you to say your name Christ died for yes you before I can tell you my story I need to set it up I'm going to read an excerpt from my book chapter 1 in the promoter it's called The Meeting this is where I met Christ one morning just before daybreak I awoke all alone in my room. I shared with my three brothers after spending a restless night feeling sorry for myself. As I usually did things, I made up my mind at that moment to do something about it. My brothers had all spent the night with friends, and I just decided I couldn't take it anymore. 
I was utterly lost. I didn't know who I was and no longer cared anymore. Convinced that no one else did, so why should I? The darkness inside of me had finally taken over the last bit of what hope I had clung to that things might change, and I just decided that the world would be better off without me. Maybe they would all be sorry when I was gone. Perhaps they wouldn't. But either way, the pain would finally end. You know, it's amazing how time seems to slow down when you decide to do something stupid. You become acutely aware of everything, every sound or lack of them. Everyone in the house was still asleep, though it was still dark. The street light gave just enough light through my window that I could see causing long, creepy shadows stretched across the walls. I could hear the pops and snaps of the house as the coming morning warmed it. The faucet, my youngest sister, was always leaving dripping in the bathroom because she couldn't quite reach the handles, seemed incredibly loud. Even the ticking of the clock in the living room seemed to be trying to tell on me. The house still smelled like a mixture of last night's supper, coffee, and the stuff, with which mom dusted the furniture with. I got up slowly from my bunk and pulled my belt out of the pants I had worn the day before, which I had slung across the post of the top bunk. Quietly, I walked across the coil rug to the other set of bunk beds and picked up the small footstool. Shaking off my brother's dirty socks that he had left there in a hurry to get to his friend's house, I thought, boy, he'd be in trouble If mom saw them, so I kicked them under the bed to save him from a beating. Ever so quietly, I carried the stool to the closet. I bent down, placed it on the floor of the closet where usually my brother's shoes would be, and gingerly climbed onto the stool. I wrapped the leather belt tightly around my neck, reached up, attached the other end to the clothing rod. Just in case, I thought that maybe I should say something to God before I did it. I wasn't particularly religious or anything, as growing up, my family never talked about Jesus. Though being Catholic, we did attend church together on Christmas and Easter. Out of the seven children, I being next to the oldest, I was the only one that went to a Catholic school. In second grade, the public school principal said I was disruptive and a problem student. As I stood there on the stool, I remembered how that old geezer had looked self-righteously over his wire-rimmed glasses. He had told my parents that the only way I could return to school was to go to the University of Iowa and undergo psychiatric exams. I guess he wanted to make sure that I had a brain. The doctors at the University of Iowa told my parents that my IQ was higher than average and that I was bored with school. My parents' remedy was to pull me out of the public school and place me at St. Jude's grade school, convinced the nuns and priests could keep me in line. They were wrong. Within the first two weeks of school, I found myself in the principal's office for using profanity on the playground. I can still see the sister unwrapping the bar of soap with the word Maxine printed on the wrapper. And even now, I can still taste the bubbles coming out of my mouth. My parents weren't happy with me, especially when they asked me why. I answered them, I only say the words you say. I felt the darkness inside of me weigh a little heavier as I remembered that day. Even as a second grader, I was a screw-up. Even so, I said the Lord's Prayer and a Hail Mary. And then I did it. 
At 11 years old, I jumped off the footstool. The belt instantly tightened around my neck as I hung there for a moment, causing me to cough. Then it happened. The entire clothes rod came loose from the wall, dumping me in a heap on the floor with the stool, and all my clothes fell on my head. As I sat there at the bottom of my closet with my bell-bottom jeans draped over my face, I knew my mom was right. I was a failure. I couldn't even kill myself right. Then it dawned on me that surely my parents must have heard the racket. If I woke my mother up, I knew she'd be in there straight away with her shoe and beat me over the head with it. I may not have killed myself, but I was pretty sure she would come in and finish the job. I strained to listen for any sound that might warn me that I had awakened them. Though I wasn't quite sure how, the house was utterly silent. I couldn't even hear the water dripping anymore. Somehow, I hadn't awakened anyone in the house. Then I heard a voice. It wasn't a person's voice. I'm not sure how to explain it, but it was real and clear and coming from somewhere inside of me. It was just as audible as if someone were in the room speaking to me. It was soft, gentle, loving, and said, Ronnie, don't hurt yourself. I love you, and I have a plan for you. I looked around just to make sure I was alone. I felt a little scared, confused, and relieved at the same time. I knew it had to be Jesus talking to me. Sister Mary Catherine had told the class at school that Jesus knew our voice, and we would know his voice. As I sat there in the dark, wondering, If that had just happened, I felt something I hadn't felt for a very long time. Hope. I realized that Jesus had saved my life. The night that Christ was born, he knew my future. He knew your future. He knew at 11 years old what would go through my mind, but he came into my room and gave me hope. He wants to give you hope today. He wants to come into your life permanently as a resident. I want you to think about this now. When we see The traditional Christmas story in our churches or out in the marketplace, we see a manger, a little baby, Mary and Joseph, the wise men, and little animals. But I invite you to use your imagination now. Here's the new Christmas story, according to Ron. Jesus is still in the manger, has a baby or really any age, but around him, is Paul, the depressed drug addict? Is Mary, the prostitute? Is Sally, the one who just lost her husband because of an illness? The poor people, the beggars, the losers, the misfits. It's all the people in the world that have been cast aside because we don't look right, we don't act right, we don't smell right. We have been pushed aside by the world. But Christ was born 
And on that beautiful, precious, holy night, he came into the world for the misfits, for the outcast, for the downtrodden, for the people that have no hope. They have nothing in life except existence. But today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God wants to ignite the hope in you. He wants you to know. He knows where you're at. That's why he came. He has transported himself into your life today. He's knocking at your door. Do you hear him? Do you hear the knock? He's knocking at your heart. He wants to come in. The wise men in the traditional story gave them frankincense, gold, and myrrh. What we give Jesus is very simple. It doesn't cost a penny. We give him our heart. We give him our love. And then he begins to work in us and begins changing us. And that little teeny hope that he deposited in us is the one that begins to take the hell out of our life. And we begin to smile. We begin to feel optimistic. We begin to see the world in a different light. It's not as dark and gloomy as it was the day before. Because now we see through the eyes of Jesus. We walk through the feet of Jesus, and the world begins to start falling into place into the destiny that God has created for you and I. This is the greatest time ever to be alive, to be a follower of Christ, because as the world is getting darker and darker, the light in you and I, his children, is getting brighter and brighter, and lightness will overtake the darkness. We will never win this battle with politicians, with elected officials, with preachers, with pastors, with all the good people in the world. We will only win this battle with the power and the authority that Christ has given you and I. It's time that we pick up our mat and follow Jesus into the destiny that he has for us. It's time for us to dream the dreams that God has given us. It's time for you and I to become everything he created us to become. It is time for us to put away our fear because we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. It is time for you and I to walk in supreme confidence that what God says in his word will absolutely positively happen. You are in the palm of his hands. You can do nothing to lose your salvation. You have been saved. You have been born for such a time as this. And today is the greatest day of your life and my life, all because of that precious holy night. Christ was born for you and me. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you. When you choose to commit your plans and future to him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, now it's time to exchange 
presence with Jesus. Give him your heart, and he will give you eternity. He will give you forgiveness. He will give you peace. He will give you destiny. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, Christmas 2022. Friends, I will close out the show with the song, O Holy Night. Listen to that song. Give thanks to God. Give all the hell in your life. Hand it off to Him right now. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life.
Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. 